thank the Adelaide folks, uh, pastors and uh, saints all together for their effort, uh, for all that they have done to make this uh, come to this far. It's quite astonishing. Um, like in our area, we cannot even think of it. Um, so we are uh, on behalf of Africa, on behalf of Kenya, I say thank you so much um, for all that you have done. Uh, I know it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time, sleepless nights maybe, to be able to organize such an event. All together, uh, for those of you who are new here, and for those of you that you have not met, uh, my name is uh, Pastor Sami Mwanzia. Mwanzia, hard name to pronounce in this sense. I, I come from Africa. Actually, um, I'm the only one representing Africa, except Pastor Steve Carl. And it is so far, people have been asking me, where is your wife? Who else has accompanied you? But I keep on telling them it is far. And I can't even afford to pay my air ticket. It is paid from here. So I say, I bring greetings and say that I'm the only one who escaped from that, those, uh, that land to come and bring you the story, to come and say hi to you. And all the same, um, I've been asked to, to give or to say something in regards to the missing piece. And before I go there, every one of us, we, uh, we had and we have a missing part in our lives. Uh, when we are born and brought up in this life, everyone has something missing. Some have a little more things missing in their lives than others, but the, what we are talking about here, uh, that missing piece that accomplishes a person, um, soon as we listen, we're going to know what is that uh, that is so important uh, that once we get it, uh, we, we feel that indeed we are accomplished. Um, Again, pardon, I hardly speak English where I come from. English is my third language, or maybe fourth, and I'm given 15 minutes, so help me God. <laughs> um, shall we turn to uh, Matthew chapter 11? Yeah, Matthew chapter 11, this is about... Um, it has got something to do with what we are talking about, but I would like us to turn to verse 27. We are going to read verse 27, 28, and 29. This was Jesus. And by the way, wherever I am in Africa, I'm not used to be seeing so many white faces. So verse 27, he says, All things 
are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Um, so Jesus here is talking about uh, how that he is so uh, unique from every other person that was born of a woman. And when he came to this, to this world, uh, he, was at, he came with a purpose. God sent him uh, to have a natural death, I mean natural birth that we have, and eventually have death as we have. But actually, his birth was, uh, even though he was born of a woman, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's why as he grew, he manifested, or God manifested himself in him, that he was, uh, that's why he's, they used to, the, the scripture was calling him son of man. And But as he grew up, there are certain things that happened to him that had never happened to anybody else. And this made the difference. And therefore he says here uh, that all things are delivered unto my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. So uh, most of what we are going to hear and we have heard in this weekend and this occasion that we are here is about things that are not just for anybody. They are things that uh, need to be revealed to people that will be looking for and would want to have, will have the thirst to know God. And Jesus says um, they will be revealed. They will be revealed to whoever, uh, as it says here, whoever the Son will reveal to him. So here we have people, we have heard testimonies of people who have had a revelation, and the revelation came when somebody from somewhere came and read the scripture, unfolded, and we heard the gospel that we had never heard. And this weekend we are talking about uh, good news, the gospel, that which takes a person to an extent or to a level of getting a new revelation, a new uh, vision somewhere or somehow uh, a state where you can say, yes, I've never heard that. It has never been revealed to me. Nobody has ever told me that. There are so many people in the world today who are talking about Jesus, who are talking about, uh, you know, God and religion, but they, are, they have never heard most of the things that we are talking about here. They have a lot of things missing in their lives. And uh, Jesus therefore says here in verse 28, um, because he knew then and even today that in the pursuit of truth and pursuit of knowledge, people have been cheated and deceived, and people therefore have found themselves entangled, and they are in captivity, in bondage, and they cannot deliver themselves. Therefore, Jesus knows every problem. He knows every worry and every anxiety of human being. I'm talking to somebody who is maybe new here for the first time, 
But at the same time, I'm talking to somebody who has been, has been in the Lord, somebody who has been uh, spilled the field, and he has seen the power of God. And it comes to a time when both of these people, while they live in this world, a time can come when you feel burdened, when you feel you have a lot in your life that you don't know what to do. To the first person who needs to know, what piece are you missing? Let's go to verse 28. By the way, I missed most of my pieces as I was coming here, and I missed my baggage. So, but when I came here, I found that I was still together. I was neat because my brothers are here and I have all it takes. Uh, uh, food, clothes, and whatever else that we have, we are just there but for us time. We are talking about eternal life. We are talking about life after death. Therefore, Jesus says here in verse 28, Come unto me, all ye that uh, labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So, the same words, in the same way, Jesus is beckoning people. He say, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And then he says, I will give you rest. He goes on to say that is take on my yoke. And that means when we're talking of Jesus' yoke, we are talking of um, being, I mean, we're talking of a certain burden because he took our burdens and he knows how to carry burdens. And he knows how to help people carry their burdens. All he needs everyone to do is to come and be united with him in his yoke. Willingly, he says, that is, take my yoke, take he my yoke. It is something that is done willingly, voluntarily, because I need help, I need uh, to be supported, I need a rest. I have had burdens, I have had worries in life. And I have tried always, I've tried medication, uh, visiting doctors, I've tried, you know, everything in this life, but I'm still struggling. I haven't had any rest. Therefore he says, come unto me, I will give you rest. Take on my yoke and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. So what Jesus means is, he is an old ox, his yoke. He, he has get exercised and used to this yoke. Therefore, he will help you pull. He will help you carry the burden. And you don't even have to carry. He'll carry it for you. It's like an old ox teaching a young one. So how he says, come with your worries. Come with your problems. Come with your missing pieces. I will fix you. I will give you a rest. I will give you enough power to overcome that which you have not been able to. And if we turn to Acts chapter 1, please. Jesus knew, this was after he had risen from the dead, he knew that having stayed with his disciples, even though they, were, they had been baptized, um, as you know, there was something missing in them. And he says in verse 8, I want to, uh, he says, But ye shall receive power 
after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in, the, in Samaria and unto other uh, uttermost part of the uh, of the earth. Sorry, yeah. So um, Jesus is talking now about the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, this is a promise he had told them to go to Jerusalem, wait for this promise of the Father. He had spoken about it. John the Baptist had spoken about it. But none of them had received the Holy Spirit. And now he tells them that when you receive this power, I mean, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you shall have power. And you will be my witnesses from there. Jerusalem, Judea, uh, Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the world. What is the uttermost part of the world, would you think? Africa? Anywhere in the world. That's why we are here, so many people from every corner, different parts of the world. The gospel has gone there. And the reason the gospel has gone there is that these people went to Jerusalem. They stayed there praying, waiting for this power. And when they were all filled, as we read in chapter 2, uh, verse 1 to 4, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what they were waiting for. That is what they were missing in their lives. And immediately they were filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, they started speaking in tongues. They all were filled, started speaking in other tongues as the utterance, I mean, as the, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And that was the beginning. They felt uh, they had all been put together. That is where the church started. That is the early church. A church is about the body of Jesus Christ, the unity. And this unity is by the Spirit. It is beyond human understanding. It is only God who can do that. I mean, who can bind us together. It is only God that can enable us, but it starts from each one of us being filled with the Holy Spirit. And it starts by when we accept that indeed Jesus is the Son of God. He was born in flesh, yes, but a time came when he died, but he rose from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He, uh, he has overcome death. And therefore, when we go to the waters of baptism, that is exactly uh, what we, we, we are kind of answering to God with a good conscience that we believe this, that we too are dead in sin and we are burying the old life, the old uh, nature and all our worries. And then we are given new life by the power of the Holy Spirit when we are filled with the Holy Spirit with a sign of speaking other tongues. I told you, my time is almost up. I haven't said anything so far. Okay, let's, let's go. <clears throat> So now, if we turn to Luke chapter 21, verse 34, I, I'm not going to, maybe I, I can say something towards that. Uh, says, take heed to yourselves and be God, lest your hearts be overburdened and depressed, which means weighed down with a giddiness and headache and nausea or serving dungeons, drunkenness and worldly worries and cares pertaining to the business of this life. And lest that that day come upon you suddenly like a trap or a noose, like in the time of Noah. We had the Noah's Ark play yesterday. This is what is going to happen. People are worried. People are burdened. They have got a lot missing in their lives. Even us after we have been born again, this epistle is telling us to take heed, lest... Uh, we, and we have to take guard, lest our hearts be overburdened by worrying and thinking about tomorrow, about this life, and what's going to happen 
and we forget to preach the gospel. Jesus is coming soon. And the secret is when we put our burdens to him, he'll take our burdens. And all our pieces that are missing will be bound together. God bless you. <laughs>